We are back with another episode of the TNG Sports Podcast, along with my co-host. Hi, Thorne. Episode 16, coming up on the Big 2-0. Super Bowl recap. It's pretty much what we're going to focus on today. We're not going to really focus only, on... It's only... That's all we're going to talk about today is the big game. Super Bowl 54 in Miami. Hola, como estas, Miami. That's my bilingualness right there on full display. I'm in shock. Uh, that, was, that was on fire. <laughs> that means hello, that was how Shakira are you? Shakira level. Shakira, Shakira. Love the halftime show. We'll get to that. I was going to say, we'll we're going to have to get to that because that was... Um, Super Bowl review, 49ers came out hot. The Chiefs got the better of them. We're going to go break it down, though, throughout the game. So, you know, big game. The, what was your... My favorite part about the intro was the NFL 100 thing they did. That was really cool. Where they showed all the greats. Everybody yeah. was there. Uh, my guy, LT, was in the building. Of course. He's the best D-tack, or D-lineman of all time. Best Edge. defensive player of all time. Yeah. Agreed. He was, was there. Really cool. uh, they saw... I mean, it was... Just I don't so, even know if there was Eagles represented. Chuck Benerick was... Oh, yeah. I think he's dead. But I don't... Yeah, he wasn't there. Uh, Reggie White is dead. Uh, um, there were a couple of Eagles on the list, but they had... Passed yeah, away. So I, I, yeah, obviously there's a couple on the list, but none of them were there. I think Nor- nah, I don't think Norman Brock was dead. on there. He's dead anyway. But there were a couple of Eagles on the list. The Eagles were represented on the yeah, list, but they did pass. There. Nobody from the Eagles was there in person. Um, OJ was, Simpson was not there. Not there. Big shocker. OJ was not there. Not really a big shocker. Yeah. But <laughs> OJ was not there. The juice. Juice got loose. The juice he was did get loose. loose. He's loose with my bars, the juice. <laughs> so watch your girlfriends and wives. Uh, <laughs> okay. He is a murderer. But, eh. He didn't... Innocent until proven guilty. He's guilty. He wrote a book. If I did. Here's what I would do Here's if I did it. Stir in the pot. <laughs> like, why would you ever it. write a book like that? Why would you ever write a book like that? To stir the pot. The Everybody's pot like, is stirred already. I know. It's, the pot the is stirred. Want to keep on going. He's like, here's what I would... I think, you know what? It was for his mental sanity. Okay. It was just like, to get the word out there. Like, if I, like... Just if I was a murderer, here's exactly yeah, how I would murder. Exactly, him. just to see like see how people would react. It's just for his mental. People did not react well because he is a psycho. He is. He's a little crazy. Uh, the juice is loose now. So, I mean, it's murder aside, great running back. Great running back. Great running back. Running back. Heisman man, top one hundred, top ten Shame running back of all there. time. Yeah. Um, he is. He's one of the greats. Uh, but he then unfortunately great actor. Naked Gun. Great, great actor. Great movie. Iconic movie. Uh, He then murdered a person, which... Two. Yeah, two. Nicole Brown and... Ron Goldman. Yep, Goldman. Uh, The boyfriend, her then current boyfriend, correct? Well, they said they... they, Oh, they said they they were just friends. Yeah, they were just friends. But, wink, wink, a little extra on the side. Yeah. That's that's what they alluded to. Mm -hmm. But killed them both. That's a brief recap. Uh, that's a little serial spinoff. And now the Super Bowl. We just recapped the O.J. Simpson <laughs> murder. So that's, yeah, that's if our, you didn't know the details of the case, yep. uh, final verdict, dumb. is O.J. guilty? Yes. Of course. Everything. He's kind of a cold-blooded murderer. Yeah. Uh, uh, Super Bowl. That's a Super Bowl. So the game started off. 49ers win the kick. They defer. Oh, that which we all knew. I mean, tails never fails. I was going to bet that the Chiefs would get the ball first regardless because I think that if the Chiefs won that, they'd be taking it. Honestly, I agree with you. Because their offense is so explosive, why would you not yeah. want to set that tone? Exactly. So set- I thought they would take it, and I thought the 49ers would obviously defer. I agree. I completely agree. Um, the 
49ers won the toss. Tails never fails. They defer. They come out. They held them right away. The Chiefs offense. Three and out, yeah. For about. Three and a half quarters. Uh, 75% of the game. Yeah, three and a half quarters. Maybe 80%. 85% of the game. Abysmal. Um, atrocious. Mahomes looked bad. Dude, to if, be frank. If you told me going in the fourth quarter that Mahomes would win the MVP, I'd be like, no way. I would laugh you Jimmy off. Jimmy G was outplaying him three and a half quarters through. Jimmy G just was inches from getting that duck that he threw a pick on out of bounds. Inches. Yeah. I mean, I thought it was out of bounds. I thought the guy, I, don't, I didn't think the guy got his two feet down. It was close. But, but nonetheless, you can't do that. No, just take a sack. Jimmy G. I don't even think, they didn't even score a touchdown off that drive. I think they kicked a field goal. Yeah, after that so. pick, I think you're right. I forget, uh, but at the end of the day, the 49ers couldn't get it done in crunch time, and the Chiefs could. So, first half came to an end, 10-10. Kyle Shanahan forces them to punt the ball. Doesn't use any of his timeouts. Really clock weird. running. Gets it all the way down. Then he chucks a deep ball to George Kittle. Kind of a ticky tack offensive. It was kind of a little. Call. Like, yeah. I mean, I in the saw, Super Bowl, let the boys play. They were I'm, both hand fighting. That's yeah, the thing. and I'm all pro defense, and I think the offensive gets a lot away with a lot. They did, but he did extend the arm. But I think it's a ticky tack call in the Super Bowl and a big play. I think that at that point in the game, you know, you don't call that. You call you call it if it's like first and ten in the second quarter with eight minutes left. And yeah. They're at the 40. But that was a big play. But that's right before half. They're going down a score. It's a momentum-shifting play because if they get that score, they take the lead, and then they get the ball back at a half. Right. That's a momentum-shifting play in the game. Um, They call it a ticky-tack foul. I saw where they were coming from with the push. It was definitely – he definitely extended his arm. But I didn't like the call. pushed his shoulder. I didn't like it. If you push the shoulder, that's like all. It yeah. seems it looks. If you push the shoulder and they jerk it back, yeah. you're done. It, yeah. You're toast. Exactly. That's in any sense, offense or defense. So the 49ers outdueled. Even though it was 10-10, the 49ers, I think, played better in the first half. They had outplayed them. They did. Defense was getting a lot of... Nick Bosa was in every single play. Nick it Bosa had a great like game. Great he game. had a forced fumble. They recovered. The Chiefs recovered it again, but he was in every single play. He was... He had a great he game. a lot of pressure. Andy Reid captures his first, first Super, Bowl. Super Bowl. and I'm so happy for him, dude. I'm happy for that. I just... To see the look on his face, dude, he was just so happy. Just enjoy. He deserved it. He, he really it. did. He's he had, a Hall of Fame coach already, but now this solidifies. This just Any is, doubters. This just is it. Any I doubters mean, that he couldn't win the big game, he just did. He's such a... He's such a kind soul. He's, he's, a, he's a good a guy. He's a great person. Every coach... I mean, every, every player, player just speaks highly of yeah. him. Like, obviously, the him. players that were, like, snubbed and didn't play, like, you know, they're like, whatever. Well, you, you can't please everybody as a coach. It's very true. And so, but the but players mainly that... Mainly everybody... The players that grinded for him loved they him. They speak highly of him. They care about him. They still want him to succeed. I mean, and Ike just, Reese loves him. He was just... Yeah. And I Ike, mean, everybody... Dude, Philadelphia, WIP, had a fan of, Andy, uh, Andy Reid appreciation. appreciation day. Yeah, they did. After he didn't see, win Jason, anything with us. Jason Kelsey was the at the Super Bowl in an Andy Reid appreciator I know. shirt. Was, everybody loves it, dude. And he finally won. I'm so happy. You know, I was really happy for him. Uh, the halftime show, though. The halftime show. 
That was it a was really a good halftime show. That was a really good halftime show. It was really good. I enjoyed the, the music, performances. The music was great. Did they play music? They, they, I'm pretty sure there was some music in there. I think there was, yeah, some yeah. background music. There was. It was really good. It was really but good it was, show. It was nice. It was when I was Little watching PG-13. the halftime show. The only thing I was thinking was like, "This is so Miami." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, this is yeah. so Miami. If that show had been performed in Minnesota when the Eagles played there, or like, last, or like where was it last year? Last year was. It was in a it was dome in uh, Atlanta. Yeah, uh, last year in Atlanta, if they performed that. Everybody'd be like, "What is wow. happening?" But Miami, but Miami, was, everybody, was, everybody was like, "Arriba!" Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm bilingual. It's insane. Dude, what is? All right, it's crazy how bilingual I am. But it was the, nice though. It was nice. It was a nice halftime show. It was a nice break. Uh, the commercials. What commercials stuck out to you? I didn't watch any of them. How do you not watch anymore? I don't. What, you I just couldn't really hear there, anything. Not retaining. Any I had a lot of people at my house. So I couldn't hear anything. But I just, I ever since I've grown up, I don't watch the commercials. I feel that. I just didn't. I really didn't. I watched them last year because last year's Super Bowl sucked, and I wasn't involved True. in the game. Didn't watch any during the Eagles Super Bowl. I was pacing the whole time, just pacing. Ripping my hair out, but this year it's, I don't know. I feel like the, yeah, the uh, again. I don't even think they're that funny anymore. Exactly my point. I was about to make. I feel like the commercials have become like self-aware that people want to see them and that people are going to watch them no matter what. So they've gotten lazy on the creative that's end. A, that's a solid point. Like back when it was like twenty thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. When you're getting those Doritos commercials with a slingshot and yeah. that damn baby out of the thing with those Doritos. <laughs> like, that was good. Those were quality commercials. Yeah, Doritos. And those GoDaddy commercials. The, Doritos was on the top of the world. GoDaddy was right Go there. GoDaddy was right there. And now they're insulting Budweiser. our intelligence. Budweiser was always with around. Budweiser's great commercials. Top of the power rankings. Budweiser ever. had a decent commercial the other day. It was, like, uh, about America tri- being triumphant over, like, adversity or something. It was very American. It was very pro. Yeah, they always have the... They're, always, the, they're big America the guys. They're big America guys. Yeah. But... The they I mean they insulted us with the baby nut commercial. Oh yeah, Mr. Was, Peanut. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Peanut's dead, and then Baby Nut just popped out of the ground. It was a kind of like a comeback to Baby Yoda, but nobody's Baby Yoda. You're not Bayo. You're Baby <laughs> Nut. You're a little nut. Baby Nut die for Baby Yoda. I would die for Baby Yoda. I would kick Baby Nut across a field. I hate Baby Nut already. I don't, I don't even know the baby. Like me, I know. I feel like I know Baby Yoda on like a personal level. Like right. watching the show, I feel like we've developed a connection. Uh, Baby Nut was on the TV for about thirty seconds, and I already want to kill that thing. <laughs> I want him more dead than Mr. Peanut is right now. Okay. I hate Baby Nut. Okay, Baby Nuts, anti Baby Nut pod. Yeah, big anti Baby Nut pod. I'm a big Bill Murray Groundhog Day commercial. I saw. I didn't hear any of it. I saw it though. It I was saw, pretty good. It was funny. It was pretty funny. It was a little allusion to the movie. I saw the Mountain Dew one, the Shining version. Uh, with Brian Cranston. That was the only one I think I watched. Uh, I liked Post Malone's Budweiser, Bud Light Seltzer commercial. That was pretty that. good. Tide uh, was in every single commercial. Yeah, Tide tried to do the thing they did a couple of years ago where they kept recurring throughout the Super Bowl in different commercials. Right. It sucked. It didn't work at all. He was like got a stain on his shirt. He's like, should I do it later? And then he yeah. got like, really old. And then he would like, pop up in other ads. It was atrocious. Uh, you saw a lot of the commercials... Like linking up together and making yeah, like multiple. Yeah, that was the tie thing. Yeah. Yeah, but like there was also other ones. There, there was one that was like Old Spice, Charmin, Sofia Vergara from Modern Family, <laughs> um, and like some woman dropped a bunch of chili, and then this and then Rod Riggle started shooting Bounty out of his belt. 
<laughs> this is this sounds made up, but this was an actual commercial on TV. People that are listening should remember this if they watched it. Rob Riggle was in like a suit, and he like started shooting Bounty out of his belt buckle, and the Old Spice Centaur grabbed one. The Charmin Bear grabbed one, and they're all just like cleaning up. I don't know so, what's happening. Dude. It was, dude. It's a real not commercial. having watched this. This sounds made up. Dude, you gotta watch the commercial. Oh, and then God. the only other one I remember off the top of my head was, and now I forget it as soon as I said I remember it off the top of my head. Right, well, we're done with commercials. No, there's one more <laughs> I remember. On. There's one more I remember. It was like, um, what the heck? What can it I remember? It doesn't matter. The it does matter. <laughs> it does matter. Now I'm gonna be pissed that I can't remember it. The only commercial right. that was decent was. Drum roll, please. I forget. We're gonna. Okay, we're on. done. Okay. Uh, on um, the second half, the 49ers come out. They jump on them early. They get out that 2010 lead. They carry that into the fourth quarter. Patrick Mahomes still looks dead. He's a dead man walking at this point. Even at 10 minutes left of the fourth quarter, he throws that horrendous pick yeah. off Tyreek Hill's arms. He had two picks that game. Yeah, did not play well at all. The pick of which uh, I think. The well, the one was no, was worse. the one. The one throw he had it was should have been caught. It was not a perfect throw. But in the Super That's Bowl, hard. he throws a you hard. Get your hands you know he on throws it. a hard ball. He yeah, hit him, he hit him in the forearm. Yeah, no, in the bicep. It was, it was a quick throw right up in the middle there. He hit him in the bicep. It's a hard there, place because the guy, up. the receiver, got caught with his hands down instead of up. Yeah, um, it hit him in the bicep, bounced back. The guy makes a great. And play. at the end of the day, dude, the 49ers couldn't capitalize on their turnovers. They got that one at the end of the third. I think yeah, towards the end of the third, and they do they run to the end zone, make their picture, and they don't capitalize. They end up putting it away. And then the Chiefs use that momentum, they score. I'll ask you this personal question. Yeah. Not personal question. But... Were you happy when Sammy Watkins just ah, 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 cooked Richard Sherman? I didn't have any emotion. It's cool. I, I, I hate Richard I, Sherman. I don't care about Richard Sherman. I mean, I respect. He is He's a, a great player. He's a great player. He's one of the best cornerbacks of our to... modern generation. Yeah. But if you're going to talk that raw. He, I was going to say, he talked that, talk that raw, smack, raw. And you better clamp up. He was like, everybody's hating on me. And you got cooked back-to-back plays. Like, first of all, Richard like, Sherman... Back-to-back plays, you got burned. Richard Sherman always says that everybody's hating on him. Nobody, yeah, nobody, but nobody, nobody believes in them. Nobody hates on nobody you. Nobody hates on and you. And nobody doubts how good you are. Like, everybody has just come to a realization, oh, don't throw it at Richard Sherman. He's pretty good. Mahomes was like, screw it. I'm throwing yeah. it at you, Sherman. There were a couple nice plays in the Super Bowl, but none... No defining play. The de- if there you had to no- pick one... It would be the throw to Tyreek Hill. Yeah, the 42-yard bomb to Tyreek Hill on third down. Which, I don't know that, that was how it. he got wide after open like that. that. Pl- after that play, the, the momentum switched completely to the Chiefs. Because the 49ers were only up that point. Their offense was sucking to already. It was, it was but they dead, were only up because their defense was keeping them in yeah. it. Their defense was like, no. And then it was now. like, the and their de- defense thir- thir- was It was bomb. like third and 13 or third and 12 or something. And just a deep bomb, 42-yard, and that took a little bit out of the 49ers' defense. The 49ers were like, oh, well, this, is what, this is what we've relied on for the past right. eight, nine weeks is defense. And, and they kind of got screwed. They did. Their defense was on the field a lot in the end. Uh, I just don't get Kyle Shanahan's obsession with flipping the game plan at the drop of a hat to a pass-heavy attack when you're in the fourth quarter. See, I don't have a problem with Kyle Shanahan's play calling. I do at the end. I do not have that. I think that. he's had a great I, game throughout the game. I don't think it's that bad. I think when they got the ball back, I think it was, it was what was the score? They got the ball, and it was they were up 20 to 17. 20 to 17. They got the ball back. They went three and out, didn't they? They go, yeah. They run the ball, and they get five yards. And then they do a play action... 
that gets deflected at the line. Mm-hmm. Which the pass was it was right there. The pass was there. And it just got deflected at the line. And then I do remember the that third Chris and, Jones and then got was, up and hit it. Yeah. Third and five. They force a play up the middle and two guys were there and I forget the I think it was Debo Samuel up the middle. That place deflected. But if you watch the tape, Jimmy G had a guy wide open in the flat. So it's not as much of Kyle Shannon's coaching as it is Jimmy G's ex- execution. Because he had a guy wide oh, open in the flat. Hot take. Watch that. Jimmy G did not execute those plays properly. He had a guy wide open, can't get the throw up or get throw fast enough, and he misses a guy wide open in the flat. Unless you're a generational talent like Mahomes, I feel like a loss in the Super Bowl can actually benefit you as a player. Yeah. Because with Jimmy G, he knows now what he didn't do, and if he ever gets back there again, he knows what he has to do better. Right, and he has a great team. And they I think, they, yeah, they I think a very good shot. I wouldn't be surprised. I don't think next year, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets back. Right now, two, I think. Maybe two more times in his career. Right now. Without a doubt. Right now, I think they have the best odds. I think right now the 49ers have the best odds to get to, to win the Super Bowl, which I don't agree with. Well, I feel like they always – But the, the, loser, the loser always seems to get the best odds, I feel like. Yeah, I feel like the, the teams playing the Super Bowl are always one, two the next year. Oh, yeah, of course. Like they're never going to And I feel like it's lower. always the loser who has the best odds. Yeah. I think last year the Rams had the best odds to get here and again. And now look at L.A. Oh, God. They're a joke. Yeah. I hate L.A. But um, it was all it was all around a great game. It came – the score was – Larger than it was the entire game because that garbage touchdown. Yeah, yeah the garbage touchdown touch by Damian Williams. But to the credit of the greatness that is Patrick Mahomes, he stepped up when it mattered. He played almost flawless in the under quarter. seven minutes in the fourth quarter when they were down double digits. That's what, that's the reason he won MVP. He played almost flawless in those seven minutes of he, play when he was down double digits. He absolutely balled out. He did everything he needed to do. He executed, got them down the field, and he gave them yeah, a game-winning when drive they needed for them, the ages. When they needed him, he came through. And that's why he won the MVP. That's what an MVP does. Yep. They come through. Like, I hear a couple guys, uh, I think, like a couple guys in the, you know, in the media say this, that a franchise quarterback, I think Colin Cowherd says this a lot, a franchise quarterback... You can rely on him to win you games specifically. Him specifically win you games like four or five times a year. If you're a Super Bowl contending team, your your team wins the game. Other than that, but if you have a franchise quarterback and you're a really good team, he can win you the game yeah. four or five times a year. And Patrick Mahomes and won Patrick Mahomes Chiefs team took game. that game, the biggest game of his life, and he did exactly what a franchise quarterback is supposed to do, and he won them the game. He took them on the field twice in a row and won them that game. I was extremely impressed with Patrick Mahomes' fourth quarter, extremely impressed with the Kansas City Chiefs' fourth quarter. Andy Reid did not mess up the clock at all. <laughs> I had a Surprising. good time watching the game. It was a great time. Yeah, it was, it was a nice, relaxing game to just enjoy. It was a good game all, all around. But um, my favorite part yeah, was, I was just uh, enjoying. I was watching, watching with my old man. And uh, he always, he's the king of premature statements. Like it was like t- it was 20 to 10 and Mahomes threw the pick off Tyree Kill's bicep and he goes, "Oh my god, the 49ers are about to win this game." Nope. Ah, dude, the whole time I'm watching it, you're wrong. Though, I was like, there's no people were even like after the game. They're like, "Oh, the 49ers blew a big lead." They were only up 10 with so much time to go in the fourth quarter and it's Patrick Mahomes and this high-powered Chiefs offense. Dude, I knew the entire time. Even if if there was Four minutes left in the game. Down the 10. Chiefs I still the, know the Chiefs are granted in Granted, the 49ers are way better than the Houston Texans. The Chiefs scored three touchdowns in like a minute and a half against the Houston Texans. It was, it was crazy. In my... Or hold on. My opinion, the Chiefs... It's a blessing in disguise, the Chiefs getting down. Because then they're just like, all right, 
well, we're allowed to gunsling it. Yeah. Let's just gunsling at every play now. Because I feel like it's Andy, I feel like Andy Mahomes, they get in their own head sometimes. Right. Where they're like, oh, we're not supposed to do this. Yeah, we're not supposed zero, to just, zero. Yeah, like it's zero zero early in the first, like I don't uh, want to chuck the ball fifty it. yards down the field. But yeah. like your best your best thing is just throwing the ball. Although Damian Williams did have a good game. Damian Williams had a decent game. He had a, a good game. Decent game. He had a good game. Anybody who says that he should have won MVP is wrong because I don't his, know if you can just had, say they're wrong. He, they, he had a case. Uh, yeah, he didn't. Uh, he had a you're case. You're not wrong. He did have a case, but he did he have had a two garbage, total touchdowns. He did have some garbage time yards, but he had, he had a, a garbage touchdown. time touchdown. Yes, his touchdown was, and big. he had some good receiving Debate yards. Whether it was in or not, do you think Damian Williams' touchdown was in? Yes. I but, don't see. I don't think he was in. It's, it's, I, I think it was right for the play to stand because I didn't see a good video review. And it was right for the play to stand. I don't think that's like any bit reason why the 49ers lost or the Chiefs won because, you know, it's just how it goes. But, like, I it's don't know. Watching that replay, it was close. It was really close. I think Damian Williams should have dove for the pylon. He really If he dives the pylon there, there's that. not even a debate. No, you're in the end zone. You're laying in the end zone. You're... Snow angeling in the end zone. Yeah. You and your boys are you just partying scored the it game up. Winning touchdown. You just scored. He just ran out of bounds and reached for it. Yeah, I don't know what he was trying to do. He was trying to like finesse fillet his way into the end zone. That's, it was bad. Put your nose down. That run that's, through Sherman and dive. That's what took the MVP away from him, in my opinion. <laughs> you dive for that pylon. You put your head into the defender and you push towards the end. If zone. he dives with pylon, he's in no doubt. I mean, okay. that's just that's just how it is. Uh, the 49ers, I just. Like we said earlier, I still don't understand the switch up and play call. See, I don't, I don't think they blew it. They blew it in a sense, but the Chiefs' defense, in my opinion, won them this ball game. Because Chiefs' defense. They came up with two huge stops when the Chiefs' offense needed the most, they did. and they let the Chiefs' offense do their thing. The Chiefs' defense, to me, should have won an MVP as a whole. You can't do that. No, I know. <laughs> Obviously, you can. But like the Chiefs' defense, they're honorary MVP because they made two huge stops. When they need it the most. And quick stops, nonetheless. Chris Jones is a phenomenal player. They have some phenomenal players they on the defense. They have some nice defense. players on the defense. Tyra Matthew is an yeah. all-world type player. He is a great player on that defense. He's the captain. He's the ferocity of their defense. They have Frank Clark, who just goes off every game. He eats in the playoffs. Five sacks in the playoffs for Frank Clark. The Chiefs defense, unsung heroes, I think. Because really? they're not getting, they're not being given enough credit because they allowed twenty points. Really? But twenty points in the NFL is not a lot. That's no. If you score twenty points, there's a good chance you'll lose the game. 100 percent. You got to score 21, 24 to twenty seven points, and you're then you're in a good chance. Yeah, that's that's the scoring. That's the scoring margin. The Chiefs, 49ers. If you had to pick one of the teams to be back in this game next year, who is it? The Chiefs. And I actually think we're gonna get to the pretty. Well, we'll just do the predictions. We'll, we'll flow into it yeah. now. Um, I'm going the Chiefs. I honestly think the Chiefs win it again next year, despite how again, hard you said this earlier. Despite how yeah. hard it is to go back to back since the Patriots in 0304. Yeah, 0304. They beat know, the five, Pan- no Panthers and they beat the Eagles. Yeah, yeah. It was well, it was four or five. Yeah, four but five. like, yeah, we you get the point. Eagles Panthers. I know how hard it is to win back to back, but I just see the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl. They got the formula. They're just feeling. They, they just know their identity now, and the Chiefs are going to go back to the Super Bowl and probably win it. I can't imagine them not going to the Super Bowl. Who else would go? Uh, Ravens, Ravens. But I'm I, not. I'm not even sold on them. I'm not even sold on them. I have to see how they take. I trust, they play again next year. I trust Mahomes 
more than I trust Lamar Jackson. Oh, easily. Mahomes is the best comedian in the league. Mm-hmm. We've been saying that since week eight on this podcast. I'm sorry. I just don't I don't see the Ravens as any sort of lock in the Super Bowl. I don't see the Chiefs as any sort of lock. But I just see the Chiefs as most likely to get back there, and I would assume they should win. They know their identity now. Yes, they do. We are we'll, – we'll stem into a little bit of basketball talk here for the Philadelphia 76ers. Trade deadline approaching. What's one move you want to see the Sixers make? Trade out Horford. I'm trade out Horford on board, and nobody's gonna want him because his contract is just so bad. It's so bad. We, he, he doesn't fit the scheme for this team at all. I'm gonna go on a little tangent here. Not about really, Al not Horford. Really. I just Al Horford and Tobias Harris. We are paying them combined about three hundred million. Just about three hundred million in the next four or five years. Tobias Harris, though, three I mean, million, three hundred million dollars is going towards those two players. How many points did they combine for last night? Take a wild guess. Four, eight, twelve. <laughs> twelve. I they both watch, dropped I, six points. I refused last to watch last night's game. I, I, I wanted to vomit. It was I so. Checked the box score in like the first quarter, and they were like already losing, and then they just kept getting worse and worse and worse. So I refused. Every to time around. we talk about the Sixers, we say one thing: fire Brett Brown. Brett Brown. And the fact that he's still coaching is disgusting. It just a shakeup needs to happen, and everybody's like, "Who would we put in?" It doesn't matter. A conscious human being. Somebody who's seen a basketball game. <laughs> it's somebody so who watches true. their tape and can make adjustments. Brett Brown is a clown. Brett Clown. Oh, Brett Clown. clown. Brett is copyrighted clown. by the TNG Sports Podcast. Brett Clown. Brett Clown needs to go. He does. I'm sick and tired of this. It's maybe not even 100% his fault. No, it is. It's, it's <laughs> 85% of his fault. Because this offense is a joke. It has no flow whatsoever. No, it's just pretty much saw, ISO, but it's street ball. Dude, I saw this sequence last night. I nearly vomited. Ben Simmons takes two dribbles in inside the arc, and then Al Horford is posting up <laughs> out by the three line. <laughs> he's posting up like he's on the block, and Ben Simmons just like passes it two feet to him. And he gets it way out on the three line, and then they pass around the arc for a little while, and then brick a shot. Go down the other court, can't get an offensive re- or defensive rebound, and they score a bucket. It was <laughs> the, the epitome terrible. of the Sixers' offense is just like you said. They run these weird post ups by the three point line yeah. on the on like just off the elbows. They run these high posts. The epitome of the Sixers' offense is when they throw the bounce pass. The defender just hooks around, taps it out, and the guy just catches just it and like run on a fast break. It's like oh. You can you get it now. <laughs> you get it. We don't really know what to do. Let's just say you get it, and then we'll pass around the arc for a little while, get it to Embiid, he'll force the shot, gets fouled. Yeah, pretty much. Embiid will do like the, uh, the old up and under, and he gets clobbered, and yeah. then he gets free throws. That's pretty I much saw it. a stat. 85% of Ben Simmons' buckets come from fast break first, transition. Yeah, the first five to ten seconds of the shot clock. So after that, it's just like Ben Simmons is like, here. You score. He needs but to when it's transition goal. and he's got an empty lane, he'll cut to the basket first five seconds of the shot clock. He needs to be more effective. He needs to be. He needs to play like he did when Embiid was out, which I don't think he wants to do. Well, he can't play when Embiid's in because their games combat each other. I don't know if they and completely look, combat each other. but And they, I understand your point where Ben Simmons would be more effective than Embiid because Embiid's never available. And it's starting to get on my nerves. The best ability is availability. Yeah. Everybody it's just... It. Uh, I don't want to get into the this. Sixers, we already got into this last yeah, two pods ago. The Sixers are building a team from the 90s in 2020. It's not even. like it's just This is a team that's never been formed before. <laughs> this is a basketball team that's just never been formed ever. You have just like 
You have, like, the driving point guard, a guy who never even shoots a basketball. He wears a shooting sleeve and doesn't even shoot. The Sixers are 21 years late. Not on, even, no. This is all plus new. years late. This on, is all new. Dominant on center. Point center guard, build. the first point guard to not shoot a basketball. Then you got these foreign players who can't shoot, Furk on Korkmaz. Korkmaz. And then you guys were paying absolutely millions of dollars to to a player who hasn't even made an all-star game in his entire life. <laughs> Tobias Harris, who or sucks. For and then a washed-up backup center in Al Horford, who can't score in the post whatsoever. So I'm just sick and tired of the Sixers, and the Flyers are the best team in Philadelphia at this moment. I agree. I'm the a, Flyers uh, are sick. <laughs> I watch the Flyers casually. I'm a casual Flyers Casual fan. fan. I'm a diehard Flyers fan, and we're looking very nice right now. Kevin Hayes, absolute monster. Four pa- four penalty kill goals, shorthanded goals. Love right. to see it. Flyers, Stanley Cup this year. Stanley Cup. Yes. That's a bold. Uh, all right, Ty. We are eight days from pitchers and catchers reporting to spring training in Clearwater, Florida. My favorite time of year. We're going to talk more about this next week because next we week is the day before. Next week but is like... one bold prediction for the Phillies this season. Play, uh... Playoffs. Don't say playoffs. They're not making the playoffs. What? Tyler Terrible. That's a bold prediction. Yeah, but it's bold. It's, it's bold. But it's, they can make the playoffs. I didn't say idiotic. I said bold. All right. I'm a guy who gets their hopes up extremely high for the, the Phillies. The Phillies are maybe a third place team in the NFC East. I mean, at least. Look, I don't, I don't want to disagree with you, but I do at the same time. Just because <laughs> every year I get my hopes extremely high and say, oh, we're going to actually Look at us as an impartial pl- person to the roster. We're absolutely terrible. It's garbage. <laughs> It's Bryce Harper, the JT offense, Romuto, and company. I love I love the offense, but the pitching, the back end of our rotation is just terrible. They're, they're going to ship out a bullpen with Tommy Hunter in it again. Nah, he's done. He's done. He's finally. done his contract. Robertson's, Robertson's out for the, pretty much the entire year with Tommy John. We need, sir, we need everybody to just play to their level. If everybody plays to the best they've ever played in their lives, maybe they've passed, and that's maybe what, able that's, have a chance to play. And that's what Klintak does. He just, he's out here building the 2013 Pirates again, hoping they all go back to their glory days. This is, that's Klintak in a hole. He just gets these players, and he's like, hopefully they Klintak can play. Do you think is the guy to get them there? Heck no. Klintak's, well, Klintak's not really... Uh, but Klintak bought himself five or six more years because he signed Bryce Harper. Yeah, I He lived. did. Even well, he, it was John Milton. Everybody's going to say Which Milton, but Klintak is going to get credit for it because he's the general manager. Nah, most people give. Most yeah, people. If if anybody's like Klintak should be fired, he's like, well, I got Bryce Harper here. Well, I signed the him dog. and Milton should go. Which you can't fire the owner, but the owner should sell the team. Yeah, don't own it anymore. Just, yeah, I don't want you owning it. We all. He's so influenced by the fans, so we could all bully him to just sell. It to him. <laughs> um, one more, one more thing we'll touch on for today. Uh, they announced they will be retiring the number thirty-four. In Citizens Bank Park for the Philadelphia Phillies, which is a touching matter to my heart. My favorite pitcher, my favorite player in the history of baseball, Roy Doc Halliday. His number will forever be enshrined in Philadelphia. I will be there at that game. I'll As will I. I will be at opening day. I'll be at that game. And, of course, all the dollar hot dog nights. Dollar dogs. Dollar, dollar dogs. dogs. I'll be there. I'll be there. I can feel it now. The ballpark in June. I can it's, feel this it now. That's my, my favorite time of year. The ballpark baseball season. Phillies. Go Phillies. Coming back eight days till spring training. Sixers. Pictures and catchers, baby. Sixers question mark? <laughs> Sixers? <laughs> Garbage? 
Uh, six seed first round exit. And the Sixers, Flyers. The countdown to the new NFL league year starts now, March first. A lot of things coming up. We got the draft, the combine, free agency, Phillies, Sixers, Flyers. We're getting into an exciting time. Flyers going to the playoffs for sure, and it is the anniversary of the Eagles Super Bowl win today, two years ago. And what time is it? Eight forty-four. Right about now, they it was right about now. Third quarter. It was right about now. We'd be starting the third quarter, and the Patriots would be throwing. Two years ago, Patriots are throwing every single ball to Gronkowski, and he's getting touchdown. That was early. That was right at the beginning of the first half Gronk or second off. half. Gronk, they, go they were just going off to Gronk. And that was when I was questioning. And that's when I was questioning if we would even win this game because I was like, "Oh my God, they're just going to throw it to Gronk every single game." Because <laughs> nobody can guard Gronk, and, and ever. we were screwed. I thought we were screwed. Nobody Gronk. ever guards Gronk. We you all just hope to contain him. We all know what happened. So this is the anniversary. Two yesterday was today. Yesterday was the twelve year anniversary of the helmet catch. My opinion, the greatest playoff. So happy moment. For you guys. The greatest Super Bowl play ever. Phillies coming back. Flyers going for the playoffs. Sixers question mark <laughs> again. Um, and NFL Eagles. new league year. That's gonna do it for episode sixteen of Teenage Sports Podcast. Along with my co-host. Till next time, that's Ty Thornton. And we're gonna see you guys in the next one. Peace.